Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Every crypto holder needs to do this now. That is right. In today's call, I'm going to share with you what our research team has stumbled upon. We've discovered some great insights, some tangible steps, two tangible steps actually, that every single crypto holder should be doing or at the very least know about. So be sure to stick around until the end of the call where I'm going to drop that alpha. But... Before we get to that point in the call, we've got some important things to do. We must look at the BTC and ETH and altcoin market charts, get up to speed what happened over the weekend and what is coming up throughout the week. And we need to look at the top headlines in the crypto news today. Biggest opportunities, biggest risks, we will be aware of them by the end of this call in just 10 minutes. Okay, that is enough chit chat. Let's get on to the good stuff. BTC is looking decent. We're currently trading around about the 19.4k level. And if we take a look at the last 24 hours, we see that overall there is a bit of a gradual uptrend here. And zooming out to the five day, we see that, okay, that uptrend looks a little bit more stable, a little bit more flat, but very importantly, there was a big red candle, a big sell off that we experienced a few days ago, and we have recovered the lost ground. So you're probably asking yourself, well, why did we have that sell-off a few days ago? Well, I will give you the answer right now. Consumer prices, or the CPI index, or a measure of inflation, rose 0.4% in September and were up 8.2% from a year ago, according to BLS, or Bureau of Labor Statistics' data, released on Thursday. So that is when we saw the sell-off, and it was because we saw that inflation came through higher. Excluding food and energy, the core consumer price index accelerated accelerated 0.6% and 6.6% respectively. Remember, sometimes inflation or CPI measures leave out food and energy because these are a lot more volatile and sometimes they don't really fairly uh, reflect the health of the overall economy in a particular jurisdiction. For example, if there are uh, big fluctuations in oil prices, that might not necessarily directly give us indicators about the US economy specifically. Worker wages took another hit, falling 0.1% monthly and 3% year-on-year when adjusted for inflation. And here's the important part, why did we see a sell-off if we saw inflation going up? Well, it's more because of the clue about what it gives us about what's coming on later. Markets now expect the Fed could institute consecutive 0.75 percentage point rate hikes in November and December. So basically, uh, in 16 days, we've got the next FOMC meeting or Federal Open Market Committee meeting. This is where the US Federal Reserve Committee sit round and decide what type of interest rate hike or uh, decrease to implement. And it is heavily watched by crypto investors, equity investors, pretty much everyone who has anything to do with the markets. And um, if you consider the current probabilities, there is a 97.8% chance of another 75 basis point hike. And there are about 2.2% of people who are saying, you know what, I'm just going to be a bit different. And they are predicting a 50 basis point hike. 
more aggressive interest rate hikes are not good for BTC or the crypto markets. That's why it caused a sell-off. And specifically, it's not good because if you think about what interest rate hikes do, they make saving more attractive and they make spending less attractive because borrowing money becomes more expensive. All of this creates a risk-off environment. BTC and crypto are risk-on assets, so they don't do well in a risk-off environment. Just one month ago, the likelihood of seeing another 75 basis point interest rate hike was only about 59%. So investors were hopeful, but uh, data that's come through, like the recent CPI inflation results, have suggested otherwise. But as discussed, what is good news is that over the weekend and today, it looks like the markets have absorbed that information and recovered. So that sell-off was only temporary and brief. Now, a rising BTC lifts all boats, a phrase no one has ever used, but why not? Um, we can see that Ethereum is also trading slightly upward on the 24 hour, currently trading around about the 1.3K level. And if we zoom out to the five day, we do see a similar pattern here, whereby there was this sharp CPI induced sell off and a lot of that ground has since been recovered. Happy days for BTC and ETH usually constitute happy days for the altcoin markets, particularly the top 50 altcoins by market capitalization. And indeed, if we filter for the biggest movers on the 24 hour in the altcoin markets, we can see that there are some big positive moves here. Quant or QNT is up by 12%. MakerDAO is up by about 5%. Aave up about 4%. Polygonmatic 2%. And if we scroll down, we see generally a lot of green movers. And on the flip side, because it has been a positive day for BTC and Ethereum, we do not see a lot of big red action. So guys, that is the charts done. Let's head on over to the top headlines in the crypto news today. And remember, once we've covered the headlines, we're going into what every single crypto holder needs to know and two things they need to be doing right now. Magic Eden's optional royalties. <clears throat> if you follow the NFT market, chances are you are well aware of Magic Eden. The largest Solana NFT marketplace just now broke the news that they will no longer force traders to pay creator royalties. This comes after competing marketplaces were slowly taking customers. Let's take a closer look at some of the details. Magic Eden had a $1.6 billion valuation in June, only nine months after launching the platform. Recently, other marketplaces such as HateSwap and Solana have opted to not require sellers to pay creator royalties on secondary sales. These marketplaces have been cutting into Magic Eden's dominance. Late Friday, Magic Eden tweeted that after some difficult reflection and discussions with many creators, they decided to move to optional royalties. During a promotional period, Magic Eden also announced that it would be waiving platform fees in an effort to win back customers. A Magic Eden representative said, we did not want to be in this position, but the market has already spoken in regards to optional market royalties. It was effectively a race to the bottom. A very big move from Magic Eden. Speaking of big moves, we've also recently had the news that Binance is launching a $500 million lending project to support crypto miners. Binance Pool, a mining subsidiary of Binance, launched a $500 million lending project to support the crypto mining industry. It will also provide loans to private blue chip Bitcoin crypto miners. 
According to the official blog post from October 11th, the Binance pool will provide access to $500 million loan fund on several conditions, which include an 18 to 24 month term, 5 to 10% interest rates, and some physical or digital assets as a security. The company will look at a wide range of metrics, including current performance, mining power, and security quantity to define the borrower's credit worthiness. Great to see that Binance continues its expansion strategy even in the bear market. In September, it registered with New Zealand's Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment and opened local offices in the country. As October began, the exchange opened up two offices in Brazil, doubling the size of its local terms since CZ's visit to the country last spring, and reportedly the company is still backing Tesla CEO Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover bid of social media platform Twitter. Remember, building in a bull market is easy, everyone does it, everyone wins. Building in a bear market is a lot more difficult, and the winners in a bear market are most likely to outperform in the next bull market. Now, it can't all be good news. Uh, Last week, we spoke about the mango hack. Let's now follow up on that story. Mango attacker claims a mix-up. So last week, Mango Markets hack saw more than $100 million get drained from the decentralized crypto exchange in one of the year's biggest attacks. Since the funds were swindled, the attention and controversy have only grown. On Saturday, Abraham Eisenberg, a member of the group claiming responsibility for the alleged exploit, returned $67 million to Mango Markets. The return of the funds was accompanied by a Twitter post in which Eisenberg seemingly defended his actions, saying I was involved with a team that operated a highly profitable trading strategy last week and I believe all of our actions were legal open market actions using the protocol as designed. He went on to say that an unfortunate side effect of his lucrative strategy was the insolvency of the decentralized exchange and that the insurance fund was insufficient to cover the resulting liquidations. The fate of the reimbursement is yet to be decided by the Decentralized Autonomous Organization or DAO governing the protocol, according to Mango Markets co-founder Daffy Duray-Raj. One possible course of action to be taken by the DAO could be to prioritize the restoration of access to investors' funds in order to ensure Mango users don't walk away empty-handed, but nothing has been decided quite yet. Now, according to blockchain analysis firm Chainalysis, October is already the biggest month in the biggest year for every hacking activity. Going on to reveal that over $700 million has been stolen from the centralized finance protocols in 11 different hacks with almost half the month left to go. Let's end the top headlines on a good note. And this is the last headline until we get on to that bit of alpha about um, what we've noticed, what our research team has caught on on and the two things that every crypto holder has to be doing. Polkadot hits all-time high in development activity. And it's been almost one year since the start of the ecosystem's signature parachain auctions. According to data from programming firm GitHub, Polkadot recognized more than 500 contributions each day in September, an all-time high for the multi-chain protocol. Simultaneously, data from Polkadot's cross-consensus interoperability standard XCM show that a record 26,258 messages were sent between its parachains. In total, almost 15,000 developers' contributions were recorded on Polkadot's GitHub in the month of August. As told by the project's developers, 66 blockchains are now live on Polkadot and its parachain startup network, Kusama. And that is not all. Moving forward, Polkadot founder Rob Habermeer has recently published a roadmap on enhancing Polkadot and Kusama's scalability. 
Highlights include asynchronous backing or the decoupling of the extension of parachains from the extension of the relay chain as a potential mechanism for cutting parachain block time by 50%, while increasing block space give to tenfold. The upgrade, should it go live, is also estimated to increase network speed to between 100,000 to 1 million transactions per minute. Once again, we see evidence of growth and development even in a bear market. Charts done, headlines done, we now move on to the bit of fundamental alpha at the end of this call. In a bull market, in a bear market, in a crab market, in any market condition, we have a team here at Market Meditations who are always looking into what smart money are doing. Right now, we found out that smart money continues to be engaging in NFTs, going against the crowd for one project in particular. Some projects have even found the elevator, with floor prices shooting up 50% over the past week. Just like the rest of crypto, NFTs never sleep. Every crypto holder should be aware of what's going on right now with regards to NFTs and smart money, and I'm about to run you through it. First of all, let's begin by looking at the five hottest projects by seven-day volume. By considering the top NFT projects on Ethereum by volume, we can identify trending NFT collections, carrying out due diligence to understand whether we should invest or look for projects with similar traits. So, CloneX was the hottest project over the past week. Their project Animus announcement was the key component of this, driving floor price up 50% in one day. Four of the top five projects are established projects, showing that after a temporary shift to higher risk, newer launches, the market has returned to favoring more established assets. Yuga Labs' project Board 8 Yacht Club and other Deed experienced high volumes despite announcements of an SEC investigation. Stake yieldification. This project provides a new integration of NFTs and DeFi, allowing users to receive tradable NFTs by providing liquidity. So that just gives you the top five hottest projects overall. Now let's take this a layer deeper. Let's look at smart money buys. Let's learn from what the best in the space are doing, because remember, sometimes the best have insider information. We might not know exactly what that information is, but if we study their activity, we can get to the same end results. So, as well as overall market volume, we can break down smart money purchases to understand what the top NFT investors are currently involved in. We can see that Renga continues to receive smart money investment, being in the top five for smart money buys every week since launch. Interestingly, price decreased over this period, and whilst the wider market moved attention elsewhere, smart money used this as an opportunity to purchase assets from the collection. Fontana is also up there in smart money buys. Fontana is a generative art project that we identified last week in our breakdown of the most profitable traders in the NFT space. More smart money has now bought into the project with the average price increasing by 3x in the last eight days. And we can also see Terraforms on the list. Terraforms is a generative land art project where each NFT is an animated piece of artwork that fits into a wider structure built by all the NFTs in the collection. It is a very technical project. However, they have ensured that as much code as possible is included on chain. So I've just shared with you what our team has discovered using on-chain analytics. Now, how can you take advantage of this data? I'm gonna give you two really clear steps. Okay, the first one, look for projects that are able to craft a story with their collections. Clone X's floor price increased over 50% in one day. How? They released a promotional video hinting at future improvements to the project. Whilst utility can be essential in the long term, marketing often drives price growth. 
think a lot of people made the mistake of NFT projects looking at maybe what looks the coolest from a design perspective. Whilst that is important, marketing, narrative, the story, that's the kind of thing that people, communities, investors really rally behind. So look out for that when you do your due diligence. And tip number two, after a strong launch, use dips as buying opportunities. Renga is a project that has been featured on these calls recently. However, price took a dip after its initial momentum slowed for the first time. The wider market appears to have moved on. However, smart money has continued buying using the dip as an opportunity. So those are the smart money and on-chain analytics insights that we've gathered for today's call. La revedere. That is goodbye in Romanian.